The Indians are in the hills. The cops are gonna something, and the white man is the villain. The sixties must have been amazing for a white man. My nose and eyes and ears in the face. Please bathe in somebody's blood. Someone just kill someone, please. And finally, that happens, but it was bloodless, and so meh. Maybe I do want to see Vince Vaughn looking through a hole and jerking off. There are some great massages in that movie, too. I had a pretty good week so far, which is... I. This was a well-deserved trip down to Columbus to spend some good quality time with the family and do... Stuff that we like. So, Kosai, science things, Ohio Caverns, eating good food, just Do educational. Kids, like, sleep okay when you go away like that? They sleep okay. Not great, but okay. And now, we wear them out good enough to wear, even though they may not want to, they do crash, just because they're so tired. Right. Okay. So, but it, you know, the first, after the first day, which we went to the Columbus Zoo... Uh, that morning, Hudson woke up way too early, and then, well, you know how he's going to be the rest of the day. He's going to be cr- cranky, uh, but it's it's fine. I mean, we just barreled through it, and you shove sweets down their throats every now and then. They're happy, and <laughs> yeah, it's vacation, yeah. but we had a good time. Dave and Buster's was great. I love Dave and Buster's. It's like the last remaining cool arcade that has all sorts of arcade games. Yeah. So, it's not cheap, but, eh, whatever. We spent, like... Only $30 and get X amount of, you know, whatever on the, you load up your card and it did not take long to blaze through those $30 worth of, uh, like tokens. Well, kind of. It's just, it's like a credit card. And then you, every game has a, you know, it's going to cost 6.5 credits. And then you swipe the card and it's like Vegas. It's like Vegas. Yeah. But they had an awesome new Star Wars game there where you sat in this round pod thing and it's like, all the big, if there's a cool brand new game, it's probably there. And it was pretty impressive, but it's not cheap. But the kids loved it. And so anyway, yeah, it was no, fun. That's cool. Yeah. My week has been a roller coaster of highs and lows, of extreme shit on having to deal with life and work and stuff. And then that, you know, goes right into like rage buying movies. I think I've bought like 50 movies in the last two weeks. <laughs> Just yep. tons of Blu-rays and VHS, just ridiculous amounts. But I've been finding insane deals, so what are you going to do? Can't pass up two for three. I've been getting a yeah. lot of two for three Blu-rays. Actually, yeah, these niche labels that I support, they should be happy with um, with me because with the political climate as it is, I oh I I get hammered and up oh, time to buy movies. I'm <laughs> I'm got an angry buzz going on and I'm pissed off at Twitter and hey, let's buy these movies. <laughs> Yeah, I made another stop down to that thrift store down by my mother-in-law's and got another full box of VHS for two fifty, two dollars fifty cents. It's like, oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> that I'm sure we'll be getting into with recently watched, probably, right? Uh, maybe mm. some, but um, of all of the stuff that I was sending you pictures that I bought, I haven't watched any because I have been wrapped up in Marvel Agents of Shield this week. But I have finished that up, so. Uh, now I'll be going back onto a movie tear because the daughter is making me wait on her for Arrow and Flash and all the other uh, Supergirl seasons that have hit. So uh, I'm a little more restricted in watching those TV shows. But 
I do have plenty of movies to talk about. Stuff from the library that, oh, oh we need to discuss. Um, okay. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I guess we're in the show now. Uh, I, I'm Eric. I'm Eugene. Yay! Movie freaks. You want to yeah. move on to the roulette? Let's do this. All right. Let's dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And last week it was the windmill up against Veronica. And you're up first, sir. Tell me about the long put on the roulette Veronica. This has yes. been a long time coming. Uh, from director Paco Plaza. He directed the Wreck movies, which I, uh, I really liked the first two. And the third one was, I think the, there was one that was on a boat that was meh, and then one that was at a wedding that was a slightly bit better. But the first two are the, those are the good ones. But, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this was not bad. It's, uh, based on a true story. Uh, teen girl gets possessed, uh, after playing with a Ouija board with two of her friends. And, um, then very slow burn-ish, drama horror-ish later, she starts showing symptoms. Um, it's drama horror. It is easily 20 minutes too long. Um, but the performances are good for what they are. Um, this is not a home run. I was a bit bored through bits of it, but it... It was well made. It had some genuinely creepy parts in it, especially, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, there were actual, like, scenes from the quote-unquote crime of basically this girl going all possessed uh, that were really interesting. Wait, this um, was based on a real story or something? Yeah, yeah this oh. is based on a true story. Wow. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it, it's, I, I maybe I've seen so many of these possession-type things, but... Like, I thought Black Coat's daughter was way, 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 way more effective and creepy uh, than this. But still, for a roulette, it's middle of the pack. It's not bad. It's worth a watch if you're in the mood for a possession-type movie in October. It's just, it, it could have been, it was so close. Like, it's it's too long. It's dragging where it should not be dragging. And I get it. You're setting things up, but the whole slow burn thing, it could have been sped up a little bit more. Exorcist, Exorcist this is not. So, but anyway, it gets a pass. It's a... It Should was, I keep it, it in the queue for October or nah? Oh, man. I... You can. I I would be surprised if you wouldn't come out the same or similar review as I had as in that it's a bit too long-winded. Uh, but... How long is it? Hour and 45 minutes. Uh, and it just, you're not selling me on this. I know. It just felt like this should be wrapped up in an hour and 25 minutes with five minutes of credits. Boom. 90 minutes. Done. Yeah. But uh, it's it's hard for me to recommend because I was bored uh, periodically. But it's still a well-made movie. It's well-directed. It's fairly well-acted. It has some creepy parts to it. Uh, just my main gripe was just the the it drag, it drug on a bit too long for me. But it was worth one watching for the roulette. You know what? I could do way, way, way worse. Uh, sounds like our reviews are not terribly dissimilar this week. The Windmill. Seeking shelter near a historic windmill, a group of tourists fall prey to a bloodthirsty miller from legend who's in league with the devil. And I, you really like this one. I'm going to tell you right now, you liked it more than me. I didn't hate this movie by any stretch, but at the same time, I'm not giving this thing high praise. I watched it, and it was okay for a watch. This would have done much better for me in October when I've been like, okay, checklist horror movie, 90 minutes out the door. Uh, but 
this was breaking no ground for me. I, the, the first, I mean, when they kind of setting up the story, I'm like, oh, okay, so this is what they're going to do. And yep, boop, 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 they did all those things. And there were a couple of decent kills in there and some idiot, terrible characters running around and being idiot horror movie characters. Let's run out into the woods to try and find Johnny who ran away because of something. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, that's going to work out well for you, I'm sure. <laughs> just just a lot of dumb shit like that. But they did have some inventive kills and, and some okay story bits. I feel like it could have been a lot better. Like along the way, I was rewriting this movie like, oh, why didn't you do this? Like that would have been so much cooler. Just uh, not even like something that you would have been constrained by budget. Just the, the angle of the story, you know, uh, I it's been a week now. I don't even barely remember what this movie was about. That's that's kind of where it hangs. But uh, it's worth a watch for horror, guy. Other than that, yeah, it's yeah. fine. And again, I, I thought it was really, really good. But uh, this is roulette. And so sometimes you watch these movies with, um, you know, sunglasses on that are kind of smeared with feces. Oh, and- oh, my first thought when the credits rolled was, boy, Eugene watched some shitty movies the couple weeks before Windmill at the roulette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure I did. So I can totally understand that. <laughs> ah, anyway, so, the, wind, the windmill. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch windmill at some point. I'm who knows what where I'll come out with you know on that one on a rewatch. But uh, I just remember really liking it and cool and creature guy or killer guy thing maybe or whatever. <laughs> I like that you remember it as much as I do. That's yeah. great. <laughs> I remember, yes. yeah, I remember a chain. Doesn't someone get, there's there a, does he throw a chain or something or? Uh, maybe. Uh, somebody gets kind of cut in half in like the yeah. third act. Yeah. And it's kind of a practical effect, but a fakey practical effect. And it's like, all right, all right well, at least you're practical. Yeah. Not, 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 <laughs> not fakey CGI bullshit. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Let's move on to the next round. What do you got for next round? Uh, first up is Hunger Ford from 2014. Hour and 19 minutes, because this is going to be a great movie, I'm sure. The lives of a group of teenagers are turned upside down when their town is taken over by sinister forces. Uh, it's uh, Actually, it was filmed in the UK, so it might be elevated one notch up from sci-fi, original, whatever. Um, but maybe not. I don't know. Uh, next up is a Netflix original, I believe, Brain on Fire from... Um, 2016, uh, Gerard Barrett directs it, and, um, huh, I'm not sure why I brought his name up, because he hasn't really done a whole lot of anything. Uh, Brain on Fire. <laughs> uh, Chloe Grace Moretz is in this, and uh, a couple other people you may or may not know. Tyler Perry's in it, so there, there's that. Um, wow, you're selling this thing hard. I know. Uh, biography, drama, hour and 28 minutes, a young Capable professional cannot explain her newly erratic behavior. Uh, all right, um, it's it's Netflix, folks. Uh, last but not least, <laughs> the dark- look on your face right now is why did I add this? Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, darkest dawn. Darkest. Hold on here. There it is. 2016. Hour and 16 minutes. Um. The story of two sisters as Brit- as Britain descends into an alien apocalypse. Um, and this was dr- directed by Drew Kaysen. And that uh, guy did... Oh, he, <laughs> he directed Hunger Ford. What? <laughs> he directed no. Hunger Ford. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh, God. Which one came first? I'll take whichever one came first. Hunger Ford dead. Okay, Hunger Ford. Wow. Uh, oh. By the way, I was going to throw those here away, and you beat me to the punch. Oh, wow. He uh, actually is an actor, too. He started in his latest movie is called Slaughterhouse Rules, and Rules is spelled with an it's spelled R-U-L-E-Z. Rules, you see. How else oh, yeah. you spell it? Um, yeah, so there you go. Oh, great. Okay, uh, you can tell that we both had shitty kind of roulettes because we're like, here's something that's probably better, at least it's shorter. <laughs> uh, coming your way, evolution. After spotting a dead body in the ocean, a boy begins to question strange occurrences and mysterious medical procedures conducted in his seaside town. Bork Bork, 81 minutes. But hey, maybe that's something. Uh, what's next? The Rift! Dark Side of the Moon, which I thought the trailer looked like shit, but you threw it on the roulette, which means you want to watch it. When a team of special agents is sent to recover the wreckage of a downed satellite in Serbia, their mission takes a horrifying turn. And lastly, your safe pick of the week is a documentary called Killer Legends, 84 minutes. The origins of four terrifying urban legends are examined on a spine-chilling journey into the true crimes they may have ins- that have inspired them. True crimes that may have inspired... There we go. May have inspired them. There you go. So at least you got a safe pick amongst your uh, kind of horror thriller shenanigans. Uh, What would you like, sir? Um, I will take Killer Legends. It sounds good. Sounds like something that I can easily watch in the background if need be. Meh. Yeah, 84 minutes. That's not bad. We're keeping our expectations real low this week on roulette, aren't we? (laughs) Yep. Hunger uh, Ford. Now, if you want, you could actually watch Hunger Ford and The Darkest Hour, or The Darkest Dawn, The Darkest Hour, The Darkest Dawn. That way you can kind of get a feel for this director and his, you know, his filmography. Uh, I will do that if I can skip roulette next week. Nah. Let's wait and see how <laughs> Hunger Ford goes. How about that? There you go. <laughs> uh, I might, I might do that. Yeah, well. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it's like we, our listeners know how much we just love the roulette bits. We're trying to talk our way out of doing a roulette. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're chores, you see. They're chores, except we don't get paid for them. Uh, yeah, uh, we need to start working on that because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might have some things in the works. I've got some yeah. things I'm working on that I haven't talked to you about yet. Ooh. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Uh, live in mystery, listener. Okay. Uh, there you go. Next week on the roulette, it will be Hunger Ford up against Killer Legends. And are you ready to move on to the next segment? Let's do it. The always awesome theater ticket lottery. Where we dive into our bins and bags of tickets we've saved from over the years and try to uh, make a little game out of it and try and guess uh, what the what genre the other person will pull out and if they have any good stories to go along with it. You are up first. You can either uh, pick you make me go first. Make you go first. What do you? Whatever you want to do. You're on pole position. Uh, go for it. I'm gonna guess that you're gonna pick out um, a really hot, sweaty, um, like really sweaty action movie. Oh, okay. I was like, we don't have any triple X theaters around here, but yeah. Well, let's see what you pull out of out of the bag. Sweaty action movie. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, I don't know how sweaty this is, but I think it is an action movie. Ooh, I nice. think I'm going to give you credit on this one, but I would like you to go to IMDb and see what it says. Okay. Timeline. 
Oh, is this timeline? Um, is that the Michael Crichton uh, book? Yeah, isn't that uh, is that Ben Affleck, or is that uh, oh, Paul Walker? I was thinking Paul Walker, but maybe it is Ben Affleck. No, that's oh, Paycheck. Are you thinking? Oh, of there you go. Yeah, yeah, Paul Walker, Gerard Butler, Billy Connolly, directed by Richard Donner. Was that good? It's okay. It's it's harmless. Let's put it that way. I mean, I don't know. Most people hate it, but come on, we're we're easier on you know mediocre and crap yeah. movies. You could do far. Cast. You could do far worse than this. Do you have Gerard Butler? Yeah, Ethan Embry's in this. Uh, David Thewlis. Yeah, that's a pretty good cast and good director, writer. That guy huh. from Dark City is the bad guy in it, I think. Huh. Hey, I might never watch this, but great. Oh, yeah, you will. That's a good wife movie. There you go. I do, yeah. <laughs> it's two hours, and I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah, if it's, it's on the roulette. Science I'd... fiction-y, and... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to put it on the roulette. It's not that good. <laughs> wow, budget budget $80 million. Whew. Wow. Uh, okay. You know what? I got an idea. I'm going to pull out a stub here, and whatever genre that is, I'm going to make you... I'm gonna, That's my guess for you. Okay. I haven't the slightest clue what the fuck this is. <laughs> oh. Oh, I don't know what that is. Okay, uh... I'm... Comic book. How about that for a genre? You're going to... A comic book movie. Okay. And the winner is... Huh. I doubt it, but Soldier? I'm guessing that's the oh, Paul cl- Thomas Anderson movie with Kurt Russell? Yeah, yeah, that, ah, close, but I don't know that it is. I'll have to, I'll have to look that up to make sure. Because sometimes we get those weird things where they were based on a graphic novel or some yeah. shit. Yeah, and that feels like it could have been. Uh, wow, I watched that movie the day that I got out of, uh, <laughs> my, Prison? uh, my, well, close, uh, my, Weekend getaway for my DUI that I had years and years ago. <laughs> I had to go somewhere for some classes or whatever, and that night I'm like, I'm gonna go watch Soldier, and it was very mediocre. I remember that. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, is it based on anything? It doesn't look like it is. Did I go with you? Mm-hmm. I probably, I probably drove you. Uh, no. Um, whoever I was seeing at the time did. Oh, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I do like that that movie is connected to Blade Runner, though most people don't know that. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. Uh, Soldier was written by Dan Corbin. It's supposed to be a spin-off sidequel, spiritual successor to Blade Runner. They both exist in a fictional universe. There are various elements written by Philip K. Dick. And a spinner from Blade Runner can be seen in the wreckage of the junk planet in the film. The spinner is the car that he drives around. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's somewhere in that thing. So, yeah, Soldier exists in the Blade Runner universe, just on a very mediocre level. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, no points for me. You have one. Next up. Okay. Uh, Well, you know what? Uh, Because I picked a sci-fi movie, uh, we're going to go sci-fi for you. And the winner is, uh, no. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Oh, close. Cousins. 
cousins, but yeah, that's straight up fantasy. Yeah. That was the first, wait, which one was that first one? Return of the King. Oh, Return of the King. Okay. Who'd you see that with? You remember? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, uh, oh shit. I don't know, dude. I, eh, who knows? Cause I remember that was, uh, I had, I was seeing my now wife. Um, and so we, we watched that one together. It's very possible, like you, me, Nathan, that that whole group, maybe. Yeah, it could have been. I, I just remember I saw that she was with me for that one. So. Your oh. your brain is like a steel trap. Unless something like fucked up happened at the movie, I don't. I eh, if, if nothing of consequence <laughs> happened, I can't. I, most of the time, I don't know. Saw it with somebody somewhere. Okay, for you. Okay, I'm gonna take a risk. Give me a horror movie, horror guy. Come All on. Right. Did you pick a horror movie, or... No. Oh, you're just... Okay. I'm just going... The last one did not work out so well, so let me try and get a point. Okay, you might have a winner here. I just wanted to make sure I didn't pick it already, because you see I don't keep my tickets separated. Good job, buddy! Hey, hey, (laughs) I think... uh, I mean, it's in name only a horror movie, but The Haunting. And I'm guessing that's the Jean de Bont travesty. Oh, we liked that movie for a while, though. Oh, I did, and it's... Terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. I think I still have it on VHS because they wouldn't accept my trade-in. I actually traded in that DVD. I had a DVD of it, and I'm like, the last time I watched it years ago, I hated it so bad. I'm like, I don't want to own this movie until it's on (laughs) Blu-ray. That was the one with, uh, who was in that movie? Oh, the, um... She was really popular at the time. The girl that was in Entrapment, the latest... Yeah, yeah, married to... Kurt Douglas or Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, yeah. Uh, boy, nineteen ninety nine. Liam Neeson's in that. I just remember <sighs> there was like the, the dialogue in it was terrible. Owen Wilson's in it. Uh, oh, just and at the at the end, it was like she conquered the ghost house with feelings or something. Oh, and just the CGI. It was so CGI heavy, and which, granted, for the time, I'm sure they were really good, but. It's like something like that. It's dated. It, it dated itself so much, and it was not scary at all. It was all style over anything substance at all. Yeah, yeah. It did not hold the test of time. Yeah. But hey, you picked right. All right. Point for me. Uh. Okay. Your turn. Um. Last round. One gosh. to one. We're tied. Dead um, heat. I'm gonna go with action again, just to be safe. That's kind of my safe pick, you know. Yes. Thou knowest me. I got it. Yep. Okay, let's see here. Uh, probably. This is probably going to be a win for you. Uh, but I want you to look at what it says on IMDb. Black Mask. I think this was a Jet Li movie. A shitty Jet Li movie, as I recall. Where he puts 1996. On a, puts on yep. Action. Ma- oh, action comedy. And adventure. Oh. But that's... I saw... I may have seen that with you. Did you say 96? Yeah. We weren't hanging out in 96. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It was made in 96, released in 99. That's fucked up. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I did not watch that in high school. 99? They yeah. showed up for three years. That, uh, this was, 99 I, sounds more right. I believe this was a Dimension movie, which that doesn't surprise me at all. I know how those movies go. Movies Special. 10, Belden. 725. The, uh, 522 
whatever year it came out, I guess. So you, I mean, you were evening show for that bad boy, which may or may not, I don't, I saw it too, but man, I, there's a good chance I saw that with you. There's a good chance I saw that with my pot smoking friends. 99, mm. I would have still been in that group. And this is the day before my birthday. Oh. Evening show in Canton, we were probably like, woo, Jet Li movie! And then, let's, wah, wah. let's get high and watch Black Mask. Oh, God. Yeah, I bet I haven't seen it in so many years that I cannot for sure tell you that it sucks. But as I recall, it was not great. Um, shit. That gives you another point. Uh, Eugene's always good for a shitty comedy with somebody that he was probably dating. <laughs> Give me a comedy. Okay. Um, no, but valiant effort. Uh, Psycho. This is the Vince Vaughn movie. Uh, that I was. We could argue about this. Yeah, because that was awful, and I I was on a date for that one. I remember that. I remember who I was with actually. That was in Canton. What year was that? That, that was... 99? That had been around that area. Yeah, let's see here. Psycho. And I watched that movie exactly one time. I used to own it on VHS, and then I got rid of it. And now I kind of want to pick it up again if I see it on VHS, because yeah. I hear you can... Uh, you can see Anne Hache's butthole. Are you serious? That's the... What's the word on the podverse? So, uh... Goes to Scream Factory to buy Psycho. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I, it's not even a DVD for me. If I can find a VHS, then, then maybe. Scream, Fa- Scream Factory just released this, uh, which surprises me that, I mean... Wow. But seriously, okay. Well, that's <laughs> interesting. Eugene is nope. about two and a half whiskeys away from having a $30 high-definition version of Anne Hache's butthole. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, uh, so there you go. Back to you. <laughs> Come, get, carry on with the show while I pre-order this. Uh, <laughs> all right, you and the win. Thing is, is, as we're talking about this, like I'm on IMDb, and it's like the trailer is like like ready to play, and it's Anne Hache making this like she's like dropping a deuce in the toilet. Like that's the facial expression she's making right now. If you go to IMDb, like literally, she's like. So I get it. I, I, um, I'm kind of seeing where this whole butthole thing could come into play <laughs> Supposedly, here. Supposedly, when she falls down over the tub, there's a scene where the... I mean, you get full... Really? Full view. Which, that's just not something you see very often. I know! And I... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the look on your face. Oh, I, I, need, to, I need to screen grab this. Just... <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's funny. Let's let's quick move on to other. <laughs> okay, all right, you win two to one. Okay. Uh, recently watched. You're up first. <laughs> you, you you really can't. You just can't drop that uh, that grin, can you? Oh, that's. I mean, because now I'm like, okay, now it's a collectible to me. Oh, we got to get off this subject. Um, okay. Oh, Save not... image. <laughs> I was just not expecting that, and. It's... Yeah, it just made me really reevaluate my like <laughs> your love of the remake of Psycho. Yeah, and just maybe I should give it another shot. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's uh, maybe uh, I do want to see Vince Vaughn looking through a hole and jerking off. Yes, as I do. No, I'm not. Uh, well, yep. who doesn't? Okay. Um, recently, recently watched. You're you're up first. Um, okay, we so, have loads of time. So okay, good. Um, so I believe that I had been hinting about Black Demons the last couple weeks, and uh, I 
rewatched it again. So I'm going to quick review this one. I'm sure that I've talked about this movie on the show already. So let's talk about it one more time. Uh, I actually like this movie so much that I bought the DVD of it. I'm tired of waiting for one of my companies to release it on Blu-ray. So I picked it up for five bucks or whatever on DVD. I love this movie. It is, uh, it's so gloriously Italian eighties. Uh, it like the later eighties, this is 91, but it, it, you could fool me. It feels everything about this feels like 1987. Uh, it's, unpretentious it moves at a great clip it's the acting is hysterical the special effects are really good it's actually got a good story it's a cool just a cool grindhousey low budget italian movie from umberto lenzi this is i don't know what types of movies that i get off on it's the psycho remake and this black demons. yeah it's anne hache's butthole and black yeah. demons yes <laughs> and, and literally the movie is about black Demons or black zombies. It should have been called black, yeah, slave zombies coming back to like exact. black, like African American. African American, yes. Is are there white zombies or just no? It's just uh, that's I, I actually like the storyline to this movie about these slaves that come back from the grave to exact revenge on and voodoo's involved, of course, and the acting is. Ugh. But they, I, they have a race specific reason for oh, coming yes, back. They're the reason okay. to come back. Yes, they're it's yes in some racist thing. No, they come back to. The exact revenge on the plantation that they, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like, no, I dig that. It's, it's cool. And what I like, and I, like, the last time I watched it, um, I watched, there's a short interview with Umberto Lenzi on the DVD, and he passed away not, it wasn't too long ago, but, uh, I watched the interview again, and it's interesting to hear him, like, I've been watching this guy's movies for a long time, and he is one of these, he reminded me of, like, this, a really hot headed Italian, like, one that probably was not the greatest on set, much like from from what I hear about Lucio Fulci. It just seemed like he was probably not a pleasant person to work with. And he goes off about the production of this movie and the budget, and especially right before they're ready to shoot, uh, the production company, I guess, uh, the actress that he had picked out didn't work out. So the production company gave him an actress, and he, he hated her. Hated her. And... She's awful in the movie, but she's half the reason why the movie's so good is because she's not good in it. But that adds, that totally adds to the charm of the movie. And I love that inadvertently her acting and the fact that he did not like her at all. And I'm guessing that he showed that he did not like her uh, just adds to the quirkiness of the movie. And right. like, the movie would not be near as good without her horrible line delivery. Uh, so anyway, it's totally worth the DVD, and for me especially, it would be well worth a Blu-ray upgrade. Uh, this is totally a Vinegar Syndrome, Arrow Shout. If one of those companies eventually, I'm sure, will release Black Demons, and I will buy it, and then probably give you my DVD copy. <laughs> so there you go. I want you to watch this movie sometime. It's great. That's Black Demons. Go ahead and do another one, dude. Okay. Um, did I last week, did I talk about Zombie 5 Killing Birds? Yes. Ah, shit. Okay. I was really looking forward to talking about that one again. But Wow, do, you really did. We went on and on and on about it. Oh, yeah, that was where they were walking through the woods and not doing much for, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay, if that's the case, bear with me here. Because that kind of threw me off for, okay. Zombie Flesh Eaters Part 2, a.k.a. Zombie 3. This is uh kind of sort of Lucio Fulci, 
but he got sick while he was filming it in the oh some isle or some South American country, Philippines, I believe. And so the uh, wonderful Claudio Fragasso came in to help out, as well as I think Bruno Matai to help direct this. And you can tell because the movie is all over the place in the best ways possible. Um, it's crazy. It's none of it makes sense. In fact, this actually makes like stuff like Black Demons and even oh hey there you go Modelo. <laughs> Uh, this makes stuff like Black Demons and Zombie 5 Killing Birds totally coherent in comparison because <laughs> this is, this, this is just 90 minutes of random bad acting happening and scenes just occurring in the Philippines and none of it makes really any sense, but you kind of go with it because it's Italian and it's from the late 80s and it's gory and bad and it's one of those movies. Right. Um, lots of fog too. Lots of fog machines and then running zombies running around and ugh, the acting. Oh, so awful. Uh, but not as gloriously awful as like to where it's like, okay, now this is great because the acting is so bad. It was just... Ugh, the acting is just really shitty. You know what I mean? Like, there's... Yeah, yeah sometimes there's, a, there's a line there. Yeah, sometimes it crosses over into this is so bad that it's adding to the entertainment of the movie. This movie here never... Zombie 3 never quite got there with the awful acting, which is really unfortunate because it was so close. One of the special features on the Blu-ray uh, was just this random dude starts... I'm like, okay, you're someone. So he acted in this movie, and then he's like, actually, I was the, the zombie in Fulci's zombie with the worms coming out of the eye that is in the cover and like that guy. I'm like, ah, that's cool. I like that you're, you know, you were (laughs) (laughs) shared zombie universe. Yeah, it is. It's, it's it's the Fulci zombie universe, man. I wish they're, I guess there kind of is some, something like that. I like that. I think I need to go through that whole series in October. You seriously, you truly should. And I think, I think that black demons should also be included because it, Totally feels like a part of these movies. Okay, uh, well, add, add it to the list because I am going to go through uh, the uh, Dawn of the Dead and oh, night, Day of the Dawn Dead. Day. I want to rewatch. I'm not going to do Night because I've watched it so many times, but it's been a long time since I've done uh, Dawn and Day. Okay, I would and so love... I will probably go through all the sequels for that too, uh, shitty or not. Oh, like Diary of the Dead, Survival, all yep. that. Yep. Okay, Land. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I'm very curious what you'd think of these because there is a. I mean. I know what you think of, of Fulci's original zombie. That's a great movie, and I, I know that you've seen that a couple times. But I'm very curious what you'd think of these other ones that are way more low rent, but they have a charm of their own that just something about them, they're bad, but they're my type of bad. Well, and I really want to rewatch Zombie. I think I've only seen it 1.5 times, because the point five time was when you put it on at the theater, and I had to leave halfway through, which I was oh, that's really right. bummed about. But it was so late at night, I had to... Yeah. Like, I gotta go or I'm gonna be sleeping on the side of the road. Yeah. Uh, but I was loving it that time around. I, it was... I, it's amazing how going back to Fulci movies, they, how much I w- like them better, like the second or third time I watch them. Especially House by the Cemetery, which I think that was the first time I've watched it was at the theater. And yeah, you quite oh, liked that. Yeah, you really liked that one. Oh, I think that might be my favorite Fulci now. I mean, that's cool. I that, that movie was fantastic. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. And Zombie, I it's that's my all-time all-time without question favorite zombie movie. That's that's my favorite above all others. And mine is uh versus 28, 
Oh, versus? Oh, not, oh okay. That's a good one. Yep. I know Which it's is kind of weaseling it in there for being a zombie yeah. movie, but it is a zombie movie. Yeah. What's, what's <laughs> funny, though, is that knowing us, like, listeners out there, if you know us, like, Fulci's zombie is totally me, and versus is totally you. Mm. 110%. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, over to me. I'm going to get these checked off because I talked about uh, T1 and T2 last week, and I said I was going to go through the sequels, so now let's talk about T3, T4, and T5. And I am want to start this off by being very clear that T1 is like a 9, T2 is a 10, and now we're talking about the other things. So when I rate these movies and rank these movies and talk about these movies, let's be very clear I'm not holding them to the same standard as those two movies, because those two are just near masterpieces or masterpieces. Uh, we often talk have talked about T3 on this show, and how, uh, contrary to popular opinion, we like that movie, mostly because of the ending. And I've watched it several times, but I haven't watched it in quite a few years. Same with T4. Uh, so I was very interested to see how it would hold up on this rewatch. And T3... I gotta say, dude, it's it's still entertaining, and it's still an entertaining movie, but as a Terminator sequel, it does several things that really put me off. And they put me off far enough that, spoiler alert for the next couple of reviews, T3 is now my least of the series. The, the strongest thing that it has going for it is that ending. I love, I still love that ending, it still holds up great. But here's the problem with it. Way too much humor that does not work. And I mean, does not work throughout the movie. Oh my god, there are so many things where it's just like, oh, that sucks. And it ruins the tone of the movie all the way through. It's, it feels like you're watching a PG-13 movie. And I don't think that was released PG-13. It sure as shit feels like one. Other than what, they maybe say fuck a couple of times. Or I don't know. Um, anyway... So I enjoyed the movie, but I was like, eh, that has definitely taken a step down from the last time I watched it. But the thing is, it goes out on such a cool ending that it's like, ah, but that ending, though. So I went on to T4, which is a very forgettable film with Sam Worthington and Christian Bale and uh, whatnot. But I this movie went up a pretty big step for me this time around. I enjoyed it. Quite a bit. At least it's being R-rated. At least it's trying to retain the feeling of the first two where it's like, this is a scary world to be in and there are not a lot of jokes to be had. And when there are jokes, they're very just like, ah, that was funny, right? Okay, let's go before we die. It's not like, ha 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 for a long time about the glasses that he's putting on. And, oh, just, there's so much humor in T3 that is so bad. So, at the biggest problem with T4, though? is that ending. The the very, very tail ending with the heart transplant. It's like so corny and just, no, oh, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. And it puts a sour taste on the whole film. So while T3 is saved by the ending, T4 is damned by it. And then since why the fuck not, let's go on to Genesis. <laughs> and I gotta say, dude, every time I watch this movie, it kind of goes up a little bit more. I see what they're trying to do. I see why Cameron calls this the best of the Terminator sequels. I'm not saying it's the best of the Terminator sequels since 2. Uh, it's... I, I I enjoyed it again. Let's put it that way. But there are a couple of things you gotta get past to watch this movie. First of all, never watch the trailer. This movie was fucked by its trailer. That trailer gave away everything in the movie and 
in the worst possible way. It gave away every spoilerific thing, and it was just awful. Just a terrible, terrible, terrible trailer. Uh... So it, it ruins the tone for the, for the, the whole time going in, you already don't want to like the movie. But if and that's you go, how I felt. I remember that's how I felt about the trailer and then the movie when I watched it. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. But upon rewatch, I tried to cleanse my mind and be like, okay, I'm just going in and just, it, that's not going to be good or whatever. And more often than not, well, with every viewing, I'm like, okay, I see what they're trying to do here and what they're, while they're trying to be different and, it kind of is working for me, and I kind of dig this. This is kind of good. At least we don't have shitty humor. There is a little bit of humor in the movie, but it kind of works just fine. And it ha- this movie has a certain heart to it, because the Terminator has been with Sarah since she was nine, and now he's old, and the Terminator is learning, and he's actually having a little bit of emotion. And it works for me. Is this movie great? I'm not going to say it's great. Of course not. Uh, but I did enjoy it again. Um, so there is something to that. And I think that if you, uh, the other thing that you got to get over is you got to get over the recastings. The recastings were not spot on. These are okay actors in their roles, but you got Jay Courtney taking over that Michael Bain role. And Michael Bain is kind of slight and Jay Courtney seems kind of like a big fricking muscular dude. So it feels a little miscast and you have his acting ability. Yeah, which is always Jay Courtney doing his thing. Um, and then you have Khaleesi, Queen of the Dragons, yeah. as, which I love her, but she doesn't seem to fit the role. If, if she didn't, can, I remember that too, but she did not fit uh, that she role. Did, she did better than Jay Courtney. If you can get past those couple of things and you will feel that while you're watching the movie, like, ah, uh, just in your mind go, no, I'm just going to accept it and move on because you, you start to become an old fuddy duddy when you're like, no. Harrison Ford is Han Solo. Nobody else can be. You gotta be able to move on and let other people play the roles. And so I, again, was trying to have that in my mindset. Is this movie great? No. Did I enjoy it? I fucking A did. Here is my rankings for the Terminator 3, 4, 5. Uh, coming in last is Terminator 3. Coming in next is Terminator 5. And coming in tops is Terminator 4. I enjoyed the R-ratedness of that movie. If you can mm. get past... That the ending is what the, is what everybody remembers and what kills it. If you can just kind of like ignore that schmaltzy bullshit, it's not bad. Like he's trying. I, I can't believe I'm picking the Mick G movie out of this. But <laughs> what I mean, the other guys haven't done much, have they? Uh, I don't know. But the reason I was doing all this is because um, Tim Miller, who directed De- Deadpool, is currently doing. Terminator 3, 2. <laughs> they're basically making the Terminator 3 from a James Cameron idea, and they're forgetting 3, 4, and 5. So he's making a sequel to Terminator 2. So, and, do you know, is, I'm guessing Schwarzenegger is not going to be back, but are they going to CGI him in, or are they going to try something different? I don't know about him, but I know that uh, Sarah Connor yeah. is back, and she looks fantastic. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, there was some set photos that came out of her, and I was like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that, and I, you know, it, there's a lot of, you know, when you're dealing with time travel, especially this kind of time travel, there's so much alternate timeline bullshit. There's yeah. so much of that that you just, you know what, if you're a sci-fi guy, just fucking accept it. It's not gonna be straightforward, and there are going to be plot holes you can drive trucks through. 
and all of the, just, you know what? Three, four, and five is a timeline that veered off. And now we're going to go back and have a proper Terminator three, maybe with Tim Miller. That's my hope. And you know what? If not, they're still way more entertaining than most dropped on Netflix sci-fi movies. Anyway, I look forward to your re-review of part five someday way down the road, but it does, it is very helpful to watch them like, okay, today is Terminator, or this is Terminator week. Every day we're going to watch Terminator film right down the line. And I'll tell you what, that three is rough to get through. There is some dodgy CGI in there. There, the jokes is, oh, oh, they're so bad. And so of their time, it just doesn't work. But, uh, and I remember I, loving part three. Uh, the uh, There's an ambulance scene, or not an ambulance, like a fire truck scene, where they are destroying a whole... Yeah, he's got a crane and yeah. a fire truck, yeah. And ah, that CGI is hit and miss. And then there's a scene where he's carrying the coffin on his shoulder, and it yeah. just looks like it's on wires. And, oh, the guy, the psychiatrist shows up on scene and is telling her, yeah, you'll see crazy things. Things you'd never believe you could see. And it just, it feels so forced. And, yeah. I did, I mean, I was fine with the character, uh, the actors that played, what, Kate Brewster and John Connor. I didn't have a problem with them. Yeah, I like Nick Stahl. I, I remember yeah. really liking him, thinking he was a good John Connor. I agree. And I was fine with Christian Bale. And I was fine with, uh, Ron Howard's daughter being taken over that Kate role and four, four was probably my favorite of the sequels. And I mean, again, we're, we're talking about like after part two, we're all in the six and seven out of 10 range for all of those. I'm, so I'm not like, well, I'm saying they're not as bad as everybody says. I'm also not like totally, uh, sucking their dick. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, back to you. Okay, so uh, in preparation for what I'm sure will be a future Blu-ray purchase, I uh, saw on uh, Amazon Prime that there are some new new old horror movies on there that I've never seen, and one is going to be or is already released uh, from Mondo Macabro. Um, what is that? The, that's another niche label. Oh, haven't heard of that one. Um, but uh, they're, they uh, are going to be releasing The Blood Splattered Bride from 1972. And I'm like, you know, that's one that I've never watched. It's on Amazon Prime. Go ahead and check it out. And uh, I'm happy to report that that is a minor gem, for, especially for me. Nice. And one that I will certainly be picking up on Blu-ray at some time. It's a Spanish movie. And uh, have you ever heard of uh, the Mercala Karlstein, I think, or Karnstein? It's like a the old – Hammer did a series on – the Carl Stein vampire. It's basically this this lady vampire that uh, kills him, kills these women, bathes in in their blood to retain her. her oh, uh, Spanish? You mean Spain? Yeah. Spain? Yeah, I have yeah, heard Spain, of that. The, okay, um, you said Spanish. I didn't know if we we're talking yes, Mexico or Spain, Chupacabra, or yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I've heard I've heard of that legend or whatever, and I have heard of Blood Splattered Bride, but. Uh, good movie. Uh, very, uh, creepy atmosphere for back in the day. Has just enough violent, gory bloodshed. Uh, what I like about this, and I never knew this until after I watched this, I'm like, man, this ends, uh, in a way that I feel like, I'm, there, it's, it seems connected to another movie, so I did a little bit, little bit more research, and I found out that it is kind of sort of a prequel to Vampires, with a Y, Vampires. Uh, which deals with these two women in this castle that literally just seduce men, uh, get them into the castle, and 
drink was, their blood and kill them. Did, didn't you review that? Wasn't this yes. les- lesbian vampires? Yes. Yep. And that's okay. what this is. Basically a precursor to that. And uh, I liked them both pretty much equally. Vampires is a lot more sexual, like sexually oriented than this one, but this one is as well. But, uh, and it's just it's something about the time that this was made, like the early 70s, and it was more of a well-done horror movie. Uh, I liked this movie a lot. Uh, highly recommend for for fans of vampire movies, especially old school type vampire movies like this. And not just your, oh, here's the, you know, sunlight and now the fangs and it's different. It's a different type of story. So thumbs up on that one. Now on the flip side, another uh, one. Wait, wait, I, wait. But, but did, was there any other connection to Kill Bill other than the title? I don't believe so, but it totally does not surprise me that if Tarantino wouldn't have loved this movie. This just feels like a Tarantino... Because I think that was the title of one of the chapters in Kill Bill, was the yeah. blood splat. Okay. Which, that totally would make sense. Right. Um Okay, so that's Blood Splattered Bride. Um, okay, next up, Daughters of Darkness. Another one that I had been really wanting to watch for a long time. And the uh, Blue Underground Blu-ray was... Just too much money for a sight unseen on this one. Uh, but not for the other crap that I spend my money on. But this one here, for some reason, eh, let's hold off. I'm glad I held off on this one. It is on Amazon Prime, and I did watch it. I forced myself to watch it. Good God, is this movie boring. What made The Blood Splattered Bride so cool was that while it was kind of an artsy-type movie, it still knew it was a horror, like an erotic horror-type movie, so they had enough of that stuff to make it good. Daughters of Darkness, on the other hand, it's oh god, it's just boring, kind of pretentious, sitting around a big hotel, and there's uh, it's kind of a similar story where there's this vampirous lady and her henchman lady, lesbian lady friend, whatever, and they're trying to seduce this newlywed couple, and oh, it goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on, and then it ends, and then. No, no. I, even I have my limits for these old early 70s movies and like a little smattering of gore here and there. Then now we're talking the, uh, the lead actress in it. I'm not sure what her name is. Um, Dan, oh, there, that's gotta be her. Danielle O'May, maybe. Um, she was beautiful. She was by far the best part of the movie. She actually reminds me a little bit of, Ginny from Friday the 13th Part 2. A lot, actually. She looks very similar to uh, Amy Steele's character. Uh, or Amy Steele. Because that character is an actual <laughs> actress, you see. And so is she. She's an actress. Oh, yes, yes. The, all uh, the, the prosthetics that she put on to play that role. Yes, yeah. A nose and eyes and an ears and a face. <laughs> um, oh, what else? No, that's it. Done. It, no, not good. Oh, and at one point, the... Short-haired lesbian sidekick is trying to seduce guy, husband, and they frolic around the bathroom, and she doesn't want to be in the shower, and uh, they're tussling around, and like, oh, uh, this is, someone just kill someone, please. And finally that happens, but it was bloodless, and so, meh. (laughs) Did anybody bathe in anybody's blood? No, no. It's like, please. A bathtub, please, please, please a bathtub somebody's blood. full of blood, and this movie would have upped one star at least. <laughs> but nope, instead it was just boring, and it felt like they were trying to be 
too artisticy. I think like you're not that guys. You're you're a vampire movie. Act like it. Don't act like this snooty man. Where's okay? Anyway, done. Uh, you want to do one more? Um, yep. yes, tons, tons sure. of time. Go for it. Okay. A Code Red movie. Uh, oh, there's a collective here, sigh. Here we go. Uh, Assault on Paradise, a.k.a. Maniac! Exclamation point. Assault on Paradise. From 1977, starring Oliver Reed. So, uh, immediately, kind of cool, because he's, once again, he's huffing and puffing and... <laughs> he liked his booze, and you could tell. Uh I'm happy to report this is a good movie. This is one that uh, I think that you would quite enjoy. It feels like a, an extended Chips episode, maybe, kind of. Just kind of cops and their slacks and their tiny little pea shooter guns running around this little desert village because there's this guy that dresses up like a Native American that's killing wealthy people. Cause of oh, some Navajo reason. Joe again. Is that what? Yeah, kind of. Oliver Reed is like this... Sexist, womanizing, drunken Oliver Reed. It's Oliver Reed, and he's in this movie, and he's great. He's great in it because he's just just a slimy bastard. But he's the good guy. He's the hero. Oh, um, it's James Bond, Sean Connery. That's what you're describing to me. Except way, way drunker. Way, <laughs> uh, maybe not. <laughs> Oh, but he's just, actually, that actually is a pretty good comparison because he's pretty much unstoppable. He drinks like a fish, um, all the time and he's a womanizer and he always kind of sexist. Be, yeah, se- yeah. Very sexist in this. Uh, it's funny. It's funny because in like early on in the movie, he goes to this bar because he took this reporter, news lady reporter's microphone, uh, that was trying to interview him. And so she follows him and he get, they get to this bar and, um, he, automatically orders two drinks before she even sits down. I'm like, ooh, he's going to be two-fisting it in this bar. All right, here we go. Drunken <laughs> Oliver Reed. And then she comes in and is like, oh, he's so cool. He knew she was going to show up, so he orders whatever he drink he orders. Yeah, which was okay. sexist because he didn't ask what she wanted. Here's oh, your yeah. drink, bitch. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, seconds later, he pulls a gun on her uh, because he's... That much of a badass. Bill like, Cosby, you will drink this drink. You're going to drink this, and by the way, you're going to bed with me. Cut the next scene, and they're hopping in the sack. I'm like, uh, okay, here, let's do this. This movie's PG, by the way. <laughs> the 60s uh, must have been amazing for oh, a white man. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it it's never boring, and it's like, it's, it's like a hybrid of a bunch of different things. Like, Roger Corman got his hands on this movie, so there's this tacked-on R-rated beginning, to make it more sleazy-ish, uh, this couple in this convertible making out and uh, some boobies, I think. And, and then this guy with a clown mask shows up. Random dude clown mask and executes them. Uh, and that's it. And you can tell, like, that was not a part of the movie at all. And it's probably the best part of the entire movie. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's just very Roger Corman-y. And there's a lot of, there's a, this song that's playing through it that's awful but great. And I'm like, ah, I'd probably listen to that if I'd have it on my iPhone. It's one of those 70s uh, kind of Indian, uh, it's a cowboy country song, but kind of Indian-ish. And uh, it reminded me a little bit of, um, oh, what was it? Oh, I wish I would, I should have written down like 
like one or two sentences of the song so I could I could repeat it back to our our listening audience because it was so funny and just the Indians are in the hills the cops are is something and the white man is the villain <laughs> there's our intro for oh, the week. It's, it's, and it's great because it's played over the end credits and it's like the Indian guy's got his arms outstretched like is he kind of a Jesus character and the country it's just a weird mashup of an acid trippy oh, western hand, hand over to the uh, Indian guy with the tear going down his cheek because yes. of the trash oh, oh, oh. oh yeah I gave it three and a half out of five <laughs> yep there's a lot of good stuff in this cart chasing and more womanizing and more sad Indian guy murdering people for their I, some reason. I don't remember. Anyway, there you go. Code Red. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> oh, Code Red. Code Red gives the best reviews. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what am I going to do on here? Oh, oh, okay. I got a couple from the library that I got to talk about. First up, Annihilation. Mm. Is a 2018 science fiction psychological horror film written and directed by Alex Garland, who did Ex Machina, and he was the writer on the beach. A lot of people don't like to bring that up, but I love that movie, so I always I do. love that movie. The story follows a group of military scientists who enter The Shimmer, a mysterious quarantine zone of mutating landscapes and transmogrifying creatures. Uh, yes, Natalie Portman... Jennifer Jason Lee, Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson, Oscar Isaac. And do you remember the music from the trailer? Oh, vaguely. I liked the trailer. Like, it was very moody, deep, kind of uh, inception-y, you know, noises. And so I was a little concerned that that was going to be permeating the entire movie. Like, it uh, and it did not. I, I I don't know why I'm starting the review off with that, but I'm just telling you that it did not. It wasn't until the very, very, very end where that music came in, and it was so effective when it did, because I was waiting for it the entire damn movie. Uh, this movie is a little tough to review, because I think it's one of those things like The Box and like... Uh, correct me on the titles here. Uh, the one with Scarlett Johansson in her skin, in, under the skin. Oh, under the skin. It's like that? Ooh. Easy, 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 <laughs> easy, easy. I thought of that movie several times while I was watching this movie because it has a certain tone where you're, you're watching the movie and I'm halfway through and I'm going, I haven't the slightest fucking idea what's going on in this movie. And at the same time, I love this. And I think I know what's going on, maybe. Like, I know what's going on, but I have no idea what's going on. Because they don't over-explain stuff. And then we get to the third act, and they do a fairly decent job of, okay, we kind of have given you enough ideas of what might possibly going on, be going on, enough rabbit trails that you can leap to some ideas on your own. And so I was not completely lost by the time it was over. And I'll tell you, there also is kind of an ending. Again, easy, easy. <laughs> there is kind of a, a 2001 Star Childy ending going on, too. I 
fucking loved this movie. Can I tell you everything that happened in it and what it's about? Nope, but I look forward to watching it again. I got this as a DVD from the library. <laughs> hold on a sec. Just hold on a sec. Okay. Boys! Be quiet! I got this as, as a DVD from the library, and I... Which is usually fine, but the special effects in this are so high-def specific. I, I really... I'll be buying this bitch on Blu-ray, sir. And I, I'm telling you, wait until you have a Blu-ray. Okay. I Even uh, telling you the movies that I'm kind of comparing it to and the tone and everything that I'm throwing in there, I know they're movies that you adore, but... I, Reel it in a bit, because you might not like this movie. I would be really, really surprised if you didn't, because there are also minor elements of horror in here. There are a couple bits of gore in here that were so hardcore, I, I, I was looking at it through fingers. That We're only talking about like two or three things in the entire movie, but when they happened... It was like, oh my, oh my god, I can't, I can't even, like, oh, make it stop, just please stop. Um, oh, gory as shit. And, but that was part of the deliberate pacing. Like, it, it, I'm not saying it's slow, but having a decent amount of space in between each one of them made each one of them more hardcore when it happened. Okay. And, and effective. Mother is another movie I would throw into this blender of this movie. Hmm. If you don't like this, I'll be pretty surprised if you don't like it, but I'm, I'm, be hesitant because you might seriously fucking hate this movie. I don't know. I, again, you gotta kind of jump to your own conclusions when it comes to what exactly happened in all of this story, but when it, uh, eh, sci-fi guy over here loved it. Okay, next up, Flatliners, the remake. <sighs> You're making a already dodgy, not great movie that I kind of like because it's from that certain era of the, what is it? The Brat Pack? Yep. yep. And it's one that I have on DVD and I pull it out every now and then because I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I kind of like that. And I don't remember it at all. And then I watch it and I'm like, oh, yeah. And then it fades away again. And I'll see you in a couple of years. I, that, that's a fine kind of movie to remake because you can see what didn't work and what did work. And you should be able to make a kick-ass movie from that idea. So I was texting you a little bit while I was watching this movie. And I was kind of surprised in the first half. I'm like, I am actually digging this movie. I like what they're doing. I like the special effects. I like the way that they're... Uh, I'm trying not to be too spoilery here for people who probably haven't seen it. Uh, but some of the supernaturally stuff that they're doing was pretty good. And that, that movie, the original was not even a full-on horror movie. It just had some horror elements in a kind of thriller movie. So <clears throat> they were handling that stuff all fine. I was... Digging it, first half. And even leading into the third act, I was like, I'm still with this. I still, this is still working for me. I'm surprised that this got shelled so bad. And then the end happens. And I, wow, dude. <laughs> it was just sort of like, you know what? We should just be nicer to people. Roll credits. And I was sitting there going, what just happened? Like, I had to rewind it and watch it again. Like, I, I must have missed something. Maybe I fell asleep in my chair, or I just wasn't paying attention, and I just rolled it back and, and watched it again, and I was just like, no, I didn't I, I didn't miss anything. I, I didn't fall asleep for ten minutes and miss some great climax. It just, they're like, 
yeah, we're just all done here. And credits. And I'm like, wow. Okay, now I need to go back and watch the original, because if the original ends that way, I'm going to throw it in the trash. Because <laughs> this movie was shit uh, when it came down to the ending. If you talk about blowing an ending, this movie blew the ending big time. It was nothing. It was garbage. I was so disappointed by the ending, because I, it, I guess I should give it a little credit. I was disappointed by the ending, because the rest of the movie I was in for a movie that most people had just, like, yeah. yeah, written off. But, uh, yeah, huge disappointment. Well, huge disappointment. Like, I loved the original, but a lost opportunity. Let's put it that way. On Flatliners. But, you know, you'll check it out sometime because you watch the original. Yep. I'll, yeah, sometime that's like a, if it ever pops up on Netflix or something, I'll, I'll give it a watch. I'll tell you this, though. Other than the ending, which left you so cold, it, it's not painful to watch. It's up until that last five minutes. It just all of a sudden it's over. It's like, okay, and it really feels like, yeah, let's just wrap this up. No, nobody's doing anything. This isn't going anywhere. Eh. Money's running out for the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of cameos in it, though, that I was like, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I'll just leave it at that and let you experience it on your own, because you will. Uh, yep. Okay. Last round. Uh, first up is a movie that I recently rewatched. I own the Blu-ray from Raro Video. <clears throat> I haven't watched it for a couple of years. I'm like, oh, I'll give this one a rewatch. Slaughter Hotel, also known as Cold-Blooded Beast. Did you really say Raro? Yeah, Raro Video. Not Arrow. No, R-A-R-O, Raro. I've got a... I'm learning all kinds of new companies Oh, tonight. yeah, I've got a smattering of their Blu-rays. I've got one of the Django movie, like, hanging for Django or something, and there was this cannibal movie in there, and a couple... Italian crime movies I've got. Uh, anyway, yeah, Raro. Uh, they're not known for their top, top quality uh, scans of Blu-rays, and I this is no exception. I'm watching this. I'm like, oh, there's way too much messing with the picture. It doesn't look natural like it should for a movie this old. Regardless, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. The movie's not that good. Klaus Kinski's in it. Uh, big building in the middle of nowhere where these suicidal women go. Uh, to get naked and uh, get massages or whatever from the nurses there and the doctor. And uh, a black glove killer shows up and finds out that there's a room full of axes and an, a big Iron Maiden thing and knives and whatever. Because that's what you put in a hospital for suicidal patients is uh, medieval weapons to murder people. Uh, and it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> masturbating, nudity, Klaus Kinski, uh, hamming it up and smoking and long hair, and uh, it's not good. Oh, I mean, I'm not hearing anything that is dissuading me from liking this movie. Oh, well, okay. Well, then I should say that like, it's got Austin Powers type music through it, like, you might like it. I, it was, I wanted more, I wanted more gore. Uh, instead, I just got lots of soft core, like, okay, it's more fingering, and ah, okay, it's cool, it's fine, <laughs> Harry, uh, cut the Klaus Kinski, and spouting off bad dialogue, smoking a cigarette, and I'm like, oh, they're doctors, you see, and... <sighs> yeah, all, all, I'm a, still in, this all sounds great. <laughs> there was a gardener there, and of course, he always carries around this huge... Uh, sickle type things. It's like, oh, he's the killer, but he's, you know, he's not. Uh, and the, um, meh, it, 
No, shit. Maybe, maybe it was kind of good. <laughs> I like talking to you back into liking your movies that oh, you're Because everything that I did say is stuff that I do like. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, I did like the beginning. Like, we get the the beginning scene with naked girl writhing on bed. Killer tries to kill her, but then is distracted by something or other. And then it goes to the opening credits. And then the opening credits are like this weird, like, it freezes the picture. Like, it shows different scenes from the movie. And then the picture freezes. And then it turns green or something. Very 60s psychedelic-y weirdness. Um, and then Klaus Kinski. Yep. Okay. Cold-Blooded Beast, a.k.a. Slaughter Hotel. Um, uh, next up. Um, uh, what was the name of that movie? Sorry, I forgot to write it down. Uh, Cold-Blooded Beast, also known as Slaughter Hotel. Uh, nope, I'm just taking the first name. Cold-Blooded Beast. You always give me multiple titles. Yeah. Oh, it's also known as Asylum Erotica. <laughs> <laughs> our, um, our descriptions on our episodes would be like four paragraphs long if I included all of the AKA titles for yeah. you. Um, Cold-Blooded Beast, that's what it is. There are some great massages in that movie, too. Massages? Oh, yeah. There's also yeah. massages. Like, literally, there's nothing in this movie that you... You're, lightsabers and dinosaurs and rocket launchers <laughs> and... <laughs> Conan, the barbarian, shows up. It, what the? Like, that all sounds great. Well, I, I have it on Blu-ray, so whenever you want to borrow it. Um, hey, let's stay with the weird 70s Italian, because that's all I freaking watch. Um, I have, I in the Labyrinth. Um, I believe this is actually one that I tried to get you to watch uh, when it was on Am- or when it was on YouTube. And you were like, eh, I think you picked uh, Black Belly of the Tarantula instead. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I need to watch Eye, of the Eye in the Labyrinth. This is, a, this is a Code Red movie, but one that is ridiculously expensive to the point where I'm like, ah, you're just a little too expensive. So it, luckily it popped up on Amazon, and it is an HD transfer from Code Red. Is it um, Eye of the Labyrinth or In the Labyrinth? Eye in the Labyrinth. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's a Jallo. Uh, lady is looking for her missing lover, so she shows up at, uh, this, uh, this small town where he may or may not have been, and there's this little compound of swinging 60s people, kinda, sort of, all screwing each other, of course. Um, and then she kinda ends up stripping down in her skivvies as well. Um, yeah, people die, and then there's a twist ending. It's a Jallo. I liked it a lot. <laughs> See, again, you describe the movie, like, the, everything you're describing, you have this certain tone of, like, and eh, they did this, and then they did this, and, then they did, and I never know how it's going to end. It, sometimes it ends with, and I, man, I hate it, and the other time it ends, you're describing the exact same shit, and then it ends with, and I loved I liked it, it's fine, it's great. <laughs> yeah, because, actually, that horror, or slaughter, whatever, I gave it two stars, and this one here I gave three and a half, but I'm like, huh, they're actually pretty similar. Actually, uh, the... the Klaus Kinski one, there's just, there's gobs of nudity in that. And this one here, there's a smattering. Uh, but I think I liked the whole twist. Like, there was really no, it was just sex and nudity for sex and nudity's sake, and then some bright red paint for that one. This one here, there's a little bit more of a plot in that, you know, trying to figure out who actually is the killer and what's going on. So I was actually like, okay, what, who's really doing the killing here? Um, yeah, it's a good movie. I, I'm not, I'm not judging you. You like whatever you like. It's fine. Oh yeah. I just, <laughs> I just um, love your descriptions of these things. So last but not least, um, 
Let's see, I got two PG rated horror movies. Oh, actually three. Shit. Um, oh, I feel like I should do something that's not horror and it's from the seventies, but no, I'm going to do something that's horror from the seventies. Uh, Sugar Hill. And, um, this is a black exploitation movie from 1974. <clears throat> and, uh, it's a voodoo type thing that if you're not already interested, then come on. Like, why are you listening to me talk? Because this is right up my alley. Because I have um, to. I'm the co-host of the yes, movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, she, uh, her, her, uh, her guy, they run this little her guy bar. Who, who are we talking about? Her. By the way, everybody has huge afros in the movie, so immediately one extra star for that because they're awesome. <laughs> Who's her? Did you already say who her is? Oh, her is Sugar. Oh, Sugar Hill is a person. Yes, that's a that's a person. Oh, I thought it was lady. a place. Yeah, no, Sugar Hill is a lady, Being that and it's a her hill. Um, her boyfriend is murdered by gangsters that want to buy her out. Why? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, so to get revenge, she conjures up this, uh, voodoo guy that, uh, brings back the undead and they all look like they are wearing like these silver eggshells for eyes, something like that. It's actually fairly creepy and they're covered in spider webs. And this is like before Dawn of the Dead. It still has this like sixties almost, like not even Romero zombie type. This is like older type stuff, I guess. Um, it's laughable. It's fun. It should have been, it totally should have been R-rated. It's PG, and you can tell that it wants to be more, and I'm not sure why they chose to go PG on this, because this should have been sleazy, grindhousey splatter movie, and it's not. Um, it, In fact, it, I don't know, it, take out the horror in this this feels a little bit more akin to James Bond's Live and Let Die. Like, it's that type of feel going on. Okay. Uh, but anyway, um, it's harmless, and it's, you know, it's right up my alley. <laughs> it's harmless, and it's expensive on Blu-ray. Yeah, actually, I got this in a key- Kino had a big sale, uh, so I stocked up on some Kino titles, and this was one of them that I've been wanting. It was only $10 on Blu-ray, and, uh, yay! Uh, so, <laughs> was it worth $10? Barely. Like, but, uh, I have it. And it's... <laughs> I'm not laughing uh, at you, I'm laughing with you. No, oh, it's, it's my obsession. Uh, it's... That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, last round for me, I'm gonna do two quick VHSs, because we haven't done any. First up is Extremities. Uh... Marjorie, Farrah Fawcett, manages to fight off a rapist and flee to safety. Because her attacker got away and she has no proof of the crime, police officers tell her there is little they can do. And because he also stole her purse, she fears that he will use it to uh, track her down. When he does show up at her house to finish what he started, he discovers that she is not the fragile victim that he imagined. Now, this was a, as I from a little bit of research I've done online, I think this was a play that Farrah Fawcett did on a uh, uh, stage for a while, and then they turned into a movie. I'm always a huge fan of that. The subject matter, though, I was a little dicey on, because you know me, anything with rape, I'm pretty much out. I don't think it ever needs to be shown on cinema. And, to their credit, there never was a rape that actually happened in this movie, and that is a good thing. 
It was just an attempted rape. And uh, the first half of this movie, I was not digging it. Just because, I mean, it was all well-acted and well-directed, well-shot, and, you know, that 1986 style looked, it was all great for that. But the storyline, I was like, this sucks, because she got attacked, she goes to the cops, and the cops are like, meh, meh, it's your word against his, and we can't, nobody can do nothing. And I was like, oh, this sucks. And then she, he, the guy shows up at her house and is torturing her, pretty much, psychologically and physically. And it is brutally hard to watch. But then, once the tables start turning, I got into this movie, and I dug it. And this is 100% total Eugene niche title type movie. Uh, I'd be shocked if it isn't already out there on some label. Um, the way the second half goes, it played out quite interesting. It turns a little more drama, but it was very well done. And uh, you know what? I'm happy to have it in the collection. And it's a fine movie that I will use as a teaching tool for like my daughter one day down the road. Um, watch out for these motherfuckers and and. Watch out for this kind of psych. The psychological torture that happens in this movie is astounding. It really is. What the writers were able to do here was just, oh, it's it like you want to punch your TV. You want to beat the shit out of this guy so bad. And it's thankfully the tables turn and, and it doesn't go as bad as it possibly could. So I'm happy to report that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. We don't have a full-on, uh, uh, what's that rape revenge movie that, uh, you spit I, on your, I spit on your yeah, grave? It's, yeah, it's not like that, because it never goes quite that far. Full-on exploitation. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't do that. It, it's scarily realistic, and, and that's what makes it, that's where the horror element comes in, that's what makes it so infuriating, is because it feels more realistic than, um, Yeah just a revenge fantasy thing. Uh, another one from 1986. Back-to-back VHS 1986. 52 Pickup. Starring Roy Scheider and Anne Margaret. Based on a no- novel by Elmore Leonard, this gritty movie follows a plot to blackmail, blackmail wealthy industrialist Harry Mitchell. Married to an aspiring politician, Anne Margaret, Harry has been caught having an affair with a, mother, a much younger woman, and if he doesn't play by the rules of the blackmailers, they begin to escalate the chain of violence. Kelly Preston is also in this movie, so is John Glover. Uh, Clarence Williams III. And a host of other people who are like, oh, that guy! Uh, but I'm also happy to report this was a good movie. Uh, this is kind of a, it's more of a, just a thriller, a basic thriller, but it has that R-rated nature of what made a great 80s thriller. Scenes set in uh, uh, strip joints, you know, everything feels sleazy, a real sleazy kind of affair from top to bottom. Um, Guys getting bumped off left and right in various fashion, and an ending that I was just, I didn't quite see it coming, and I was just like, yeah! Kick ass! Another title... Totally, I could see this popping up on your niche stuff, and if you would, you would totally dig this movie. It's actually on uh, Amazon Prime right now. You should watch it. I would love to hear what you think about it. It's not adding it's, to watch list. It's not like a ten or anything, but it just has that sleazy '80s feel of that Forty uh, Second Street kind of 
just everybody's a scumbag and half the people are cheating on each other or getting naked or killing somebody. It's just everything in this movie is sleazy. And it for a VHS, a gritty, grimy kind of... Um, oh, I'm dude, I'm in. <laughs> I'm going to watch this movie. <laughs> it has its slow parts, but, you know, it's got Clarence Williams III and those, those kind of actors that show up and are just, just, yeah. just, just pricks. And, you're, and I'm just sitting there going, yeah. And Roy Scheider just elevates any movie he's in. I don't care Agreed. what piece of shit it is. If he's in it, I'm in. And he's great. And I, his character was, while he was also a scumbag, he made some moves that were sympathetic. That I was like, oh, you know what? You did the right thing here. I'm kind of now on board with you. Even though you did a scumbaggy thing. You kind of did the right thing and are doing the right thing now. And I'm, I, you know what? Okay. I'm kind of on board with this. And the ending, I just was like, fuck yes. That's perfect ending. Perfect. Uh, so another big thumbs up on the VHS hunt. And I've got many, 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 many other sleazy VHS movies that I have bought this week. But, uh, let's talk about coming soon. Tell me what you got coming soon. Um, I sent you a picture of what I'm going to be watching. Uh, so Severin, which is another one of my labels that I, I love, uh, they have a DVD offshoot, uh, of their label. And it's almost like the, if it's stuff that's been actually like shot on video and by video, I mean like it's VHS or similar in that, you know, high eight or DV or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that yeah. realm. Uh, stuff like that goes to Intervision. Um, and there's just some of the stuff that they haven't ported over to Blu-ray yet. And they had a huge sale. Uh, and so I jumped on that. Uh, they've got some really expensive movies that were a lot, like 50% off. Um, one of the main reasons why I jumped on the sale was there, they did a, I think was it 2000, uh, a limited quantity of 2000. Uh, release of Combat Shock, which is a great, great uh, post-Vietnam War uh, trauma movie that I love. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, so having said that, only 2,000 available and it's, you know, a limited, limited, but whatever. And they're going to stickers come with it, whatever. I'm like, well, I have to have this. Um, which I, if they haven't sold out of the, that 2,000, they're right about ready to sell out. And this just went on sale last week. Uh, so anyway, I had, there was this huge sale and I bought a bunch of Blu-rays and then I bought some DVDs from Intervision and I, those would be, uh, um, actually let me just, just so that I get this right. You <laughs> I'm impressed. You're right. buying DVDs. I, I like that you're accepting of the older stuff now. I am. Uh, yeah. I've, I'm working you backwards. Oh, that was gay sounding, but... Uh. <laughs> no, no, you're good. This is the type of movies I'm going to be talking about. Um, okay, so I got a couple of Bruno Matai movies. Uh, the last two movies that he ever directed from the early 2000s called Island of the Living Dead and Zombie the Beginning. And these are shot on video. I can't, I can't wait to watch them. Um, I also got uh, this early 90s a movie called The Secret Life of Jeffrey Dahmer, which supposedly is actually a really, like, about the best version of his story out there, supposedly. We'll see. watching a lot of versions of his story lately. Yeah, I know. I, well, because, because uh, my friend Dahmer did relatively well, um, I'm like, I want to see what the other, 
the other two movies were. There was Dahmer with Jeremy uh, Renner, which I did not like, and then this one here. And again, it, I got it for fairly cheap because of uh, this big sale. So anyway, uh, the, oh, and also a movie, a movie called uh, Satan's Baby Doll, which <laughs> oh, that cover, wow, <laughs> um, and that title, that is, I can't wait to watch that. Um, and then I also, um, here's some of the other D- DVDs that I bought from Intervision. Um, I got Dark Harvest, which is shot on, looks like VHS, uh, Beyond the Seventh Door. Again, looks like VHS quality. Wait, um, Beyond the Seventh Door, isn't that the, uh, isn't that full cheese? No, well, no, that's, uh, What's that? that's an ultra- Beyond, Beyond the Door. I, oh, yeah, that's it. The Seven Doors of Death. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, this is the Beyond the Seventh Door. Um, Deported Women of the SS. Oh, the Donald Trump story. Yes. Uh, oh, no, that would be Gestapo's Last Orgy. That's that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, last but not least, uh, for the DVDs, Sledgehammer, which is, uh, I'm guessing, about a guy with a sledgehammer that kills people shot on VHS. Um, <laughs> Wee! I can't wait. I'm giddy. I'm like, please! I, I uh, Part one of my order was shipped, which... I got the zombie movies and the Satan baby doll thing, whatever, and <laughs> Dahmer. Uh, but I'm like, where's the deported women of the SS? That's what I'm like, that's what I'm really waiting on is the deported women and Gestapo's last orgy because those have to be awesome. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Back to Sorry, you. I was just writing down Satan baby doll whatever and is now competing with Anne Hage's butthole for the title of this episode. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> we will see in the future. Uh, for me, I bought a whole bunch of, I mean, a metric shit. What? Your brother's lips are bleeding? Oh, jeez. <sighs> Why are you smiling about that? I'll be up in a minute. Jews. <laughs> uh, I bought a metric fuck ton of VHS movies, but I've also bought a lot of Blu-rays because I've been finding crazy deals. Triple uh, Nine, American Made, Geostorm, a movie called Pilgrimage, which you should look up, has Tom Holland. And, uh, The Punisher, I think. But it looks like, where did this movie come from? And why have I never heard of it? It looks like it could be a real gem in the rough. We will find out, and if not, it will be going to the trade-in store. Uh, Perfect. All that and more coming soon on The Movie Freaks, and we need to wrap up because apparently my child's lips are bleeding. I don't know what that means, but I'm about to go dive into that well of awesome. Great! Uh, <laughs> Alrighty, sir. I mean, they're running around laughing now, so apparently it's okay, pretty, so it's pretty funny so, blood, whatever. Okay. Yeah, as your TV is smeared in red lipstick oh, and... Uh, probably, probably. Wow. Judas. Okay. And on that note... Alright, I'll see you next time, buddy. <laughs> Alright, see ya. Bye. Thanks for listening.